Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome into the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Show. Yes, it's a little bit of a different voice leading things off. Rich is not with us tonight. Uh, but something that Matt and I did a little bit over the summer, just the two of us, a uh, mm-hmm. l- little bit romantic. Uh, <laughs> but this time, Matt is in a different locale, and uh, he won't die from the heat. So that's pretty good, right, Matt? Yeah, I'm not sweating into the oldies today, so that's always nice. Um, and we're going to get through it. Um, so We're going to get through it. That's absolutely right. But before we get through it, let's talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Yes, it is the best place to place your legal player props. Uh, You pick two to five entries. Pick the over, you pick the under. Uh, I know we've been talking about them a ton over on the show that we've been doing on the Better Sports Network. It's been awesome. And Matt, I don't want to brag, but if if I would... Oh, there it is. There's the prize (laughs) pick koozie uh, over the mic there. Uh, if, If it was legal in Ohio, which at some point it will be, I know... We're getting legalized sports betting here in January and then and all the other stuff. But I made my picks on my own for the Thursday night football game. Seven out of nine. Seven out of nine. How much money did you get in your pocket? Well, zero, because I can't make any real bets. <laughs> so so zero doll hairs. Uh, but but I, I did all of the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers, regardless of if I you know felt good about the line or bad. I just did them, did them outright. Seven out of nine, I felt pretty good. That's pretty. That's not bad, man. That's a good way to tune yourself up and and get get in shape, get yourself in shape right. for when it does become uh, legal working here in out. Ohio. Yep, working out, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what you can do too. You can. It, it doesn't just have to be a Thursday night game. It can be all day Sunday. You can pick all sorts of games. You can even mix sports together. It's crazy. Prize picks entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It is that easy. Use promo code Nerds and receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to. $100. That's promo code nerds over at prize picks. Hold on. Before we move on, 195.5 passing yards, Justin Fields this week. You going over, you going under. Under. Oh, under. <laughs> uh, I'm even wearing the Bears colored shirt. I'm I still saw going that. Under. That's why I went right for him to see yeah. what his line was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all passing yards until further notice with Justin Fields. If they are in triple digits, I'm probably taking the under. I was going to say, what about like 89? Yeah, I would take the over there. Yeah. But like, if it's like over 130, I'm probably taking the (laughs) under at this point. Such a sad state right there. Well, speaking of a sad state, uh, Matt, I know you love this guy as well, but I I was like borderline in mourning on Sunday. I don't want to talk about it. Can we just skip this? I, I wish if it wasn't so important for fantasy football, I would be 100% All right. fine with skipping this. Uh, but Javante Williams. <sighs> this is this is the part in post where, Jared, you can put in like some sad music, uh, yes. maybe like Viking funeral type stuff. Yes. Uh, because Javante Williams, we've lost him for the year. Torn ACL and LCL. Matt. What what did you do in that moment when you found this out? Um, I mean, there were tears. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not too too proud to admit that. Uh, I mean, this is this is a bummer, man. You know, obviously, not only is it the ACL, but it's the LCL, and that's you know, obviously, one more thing to, to kind of hurdle to jump over in, in his rehab. So it's going to be tough. Um, and this is one of those injuries where. You got to cross your fingers now that he's ready for the start of next year, which yeah. which really stinks. Um, obviously, you're losing him all of this year. He's going to be most likely going to miss a big chunk of the offseason as well. And uh, fingers crossed he can get back in time for the start of next season. I mean, if you had him, you're counting on him, unfortunately. I, I have him in a couple leagues where um, you know I'm contending, and now, now I have to go out and make some moves. Uh, and this is the type of stuff that's going to force – uh, contenders to make moves, these type of big time injuries. I mean, obviously he hadn't really taken the bull by the horns quite yet, but he was starting to, uh, especially in this game as well. So, um, 
that's where that's where the huge bummer is because Melvin Gordon, you know, had fumbled uh, again again in this game uh, to go along with the ones uh, previous in the previous game as well. So it was looking more and more like Javante Williams was really going to get his chance to shine, and here he is uh, out for the remainder of the season. Huge bummer. I know you probably felt it as well. What was your gut reaction? Uh, were you also with me uh, on the verge of tears at least? Yeah, yeah, I was because it. this was almost comparable. The only bigger like, is this real life moment I've had in fantasy football up until this point was when I heard Andrew Luck was retiring. Like when Andrew Luck retired, that, that shook like my world. Even though mm-hmm. I didn't have a ton of him, but it was just like, I can't believe this. And I had just put in so much uh, faith I had of like the significant running backs, like that actually are getting like legitimate playing time. He was far and away my most rostered. I think I had him in like 60% of leagues. It was some absurd number that I had him in. Uh, And it just, I was like, everything was finally building to that point where it looked like he was going to be the guy. Things were, things were starting to clear out. Uh, and and then this happened. And I was like, this can't be real. And then like right after that, I'm like, oh great, Jonathan Taylor's injured. Oh great, Cordero Patterson's injured. Like like three guys in that I have in several leagues where those are like my three starting running backs. I'm like, I'm I have no running backs. I'm 100 percent with you. The league that I was talking about that I'm going to have to make a move. I started the year with Elijah Mitchell, Javante Williams, and DeAndre Swift as my three top yep. running backs. And luckily, I, you know, Mitchell, I did handcuff last year with Jeff Wilson, so I still have <clears throat> a guy I feel pretty comfortable with as my running back two going going on right now. But I still I am missing my running back one um, until DeAndre Swift gets back. So I, I have to find somebody to kind of fill in for a few weeks. Sure. And and unfortunately, guys like Cordell Patterson down right now. You know, what I mean, that right. guy would have been a perfect target for me because he's he's on the older side. And, and he's somebody he's a guy you can acquire. That, yeah. He's somebody that you can acquire, absolutely. So him going down is kind of inconvenient as well for me, even though I don't have him yet. He would have been a guy I was I was at least looking to acquire uh, with the Javante news. So let's start on the Javante side, and then we'll get to Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone and those guys, uh, and Latavius Murray apparently. But uh, on the Javante side, I've already seen tons of trades uh, for for DeAndre or sorry DeAndre. For Javante Williams or trading away Javante Williams, what's that price tag for you? Is he someone that, as a contender, you're looking to move, or are you just kind of counting your losses and just holding on to him till next season? And then, is he somebody you would be willing to acquire, maybe even as a rebuild, uh, if you can get him for the right price? I mean, he's absolutely a guy that I'm looking to acquire in a rebuild um, because this is the perfect opportunity to go out and get a guy that I think has a ton of talent. He's still super young and I'm going to bet on the science and, 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 you know, just this, the success rate of that kind of surgery and, and go ahead and say that he's going to be eventually, it might not be at the very beginning of next year, but eventually he is going to be back in the starting lineup. And for all intents and purposes, the Broncos wanted him to be the guy. I mean, this, this past off season, it took them a long time to get Melvin Gordon back in into the fold. Obviously, for them, it's a really good thing that they did. Um, but I think it did show that they do want Javante Williams to be the guy um, long term. So I think that's I, I don't think his long term uh, spot is, is you know at all affected by this injury. So rebuild 100. percent If I'm if I'm contending, I'm trying to do everything I can to fill the void without getting rid of him. But if I tr- if I truly am a contender, and that's what it takes to get rid of him, uh, it depends on what you're getting in return. Obviously, you know what I mean. Like if you're if you're somehow able to ship Javante Williams off and get a guy like a Nick Chubb or something like that, that's going to like cruise you to a a, a championship or or a, a Saquon Barkley type of guy sure. in a package deal to then yeah, I mean, that those are the kind of moves you might have to make in order to get yourself over the hump if, if you're a true contender this year. Then you make them. Um, so it really all depends. I'm not going to do it, I don't think, for an aged guy. Um, right. un- unless it's on the verge of the playoffs and I see exactly who I'm going against and I go, this, this is the last piece. You know what I mean? I'm definitely going to... And really the only aged one I can even... And aged, I, I put in quotations, but... 
probably Christian McCaffrey would be the only aged one that would even be worth it for me. Like, I don't think I could do King Henry. I don't think I could do Kamara. Austin Eckler. I mean, none of those. I don't know. Eckler just scored a bunch of touchdowns this weekend. (laughs) He did. As soon as we said he hasn't scored any touchdowns. Uh, (laughs) Somebody literally was like, thank you for reverse jinxing Austin Eckler for me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no no problem. Uh, But yeah, so uh, I've seen quite a few first, uh, a 23 first, we'll just say mid, to a mid-23 first and a mid-23 second. Would that be enough for you just in a vacuum to get rid of Javante or no? No, I don't think it would. Not um, for me either. I'd have yeah. to have like a top four right. 23 so, first along with the second. Yeah, that way you're 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 getting a good chance of getting a very good running back and then something on top of it as well and that's and that's where i think his value is because i think once he gets back he's going to be an excellent running back i, I i'm sure you feel the same way as well 100 yep. uh, percent. uh melvin gordon we expect him to probably be the main ball ball carrier although mike boone was actually getting a lot of run as well and then they also just brought in latavius murray so do we think that melvin gordon will be what javante was originally kind of the lead but it's a committee or or what do we think it well, I mean, if he keeps fumbling, who knows? But um, the offensive coordinator came out, or, or it was somebody that came out from Denver today late and, and said, oh, you know, of course Melvin's the guy. You know what I mean? Like that's so, and he, he kind of alluded to Boone kind of being a guy that's going to spell him. Um, but who, but who the heck knows? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, another two fumble game and <laughs> this, this thing can get crazy. Latavius Murray, even though, you know, he's old and never been super effective. He, he ran well this past weekend mm-hmm. and, you know, he came, he got elevated from new Orleans practice squad. Um, since Kamara was out, I think it was 11 rushes, 57 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So nothing to sneeze at there. And the, could it be the combination of Melvin Gordon and him kind of in Boone as the third guy in a few weeks, once he gets kind of up to, up to speed here in the offense, I, I think it could be. So I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy. Um, after a Mike Boone, I think the guy that you want to go get is Melvin Gordon, and you're crossing your fingers that the fumbles are just kind of a kind of two week weird admiration in his in his stats there, and he just kind of cruises the rest of the way. Um, at least that's how I see it. No, I, I I see it I see it much the same way. I it's really tough to trust, but he he is still probably the player to own. But I'm not. I'm not moving, even as a contender, I'm not moving heaven and earth to get Melvin Gordon just because there's no security in him being the guy, right. uh, you know, as opposed to like a, like what Jamal Williams is doing right now over in, in Detroit. Like something happens is Swift. Jamal Williams is the guy. Like yep. uh, in, in Minnesota, something happens to Dalvin Cook. Madison is the guy. Like there's players on different teams where like they're there. I don't know that that's the scenario right now with Melvin Gordon. So if you can, if you can acquire him for a late second as a contender, like I can live with that, but that's, that's probably the best I can do. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there as well. I don't think I, I was, I was obviously giving it some thought today because, because I know that I need to fill the void left right. by Javante's uh, injury. And, you know, in my brain, I was going, will this person accept a second? because it's rich in the league. And I'm like, no, <laughs> there's no way he will. Yeah. And I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to give him a first for uh, Melvin Gordon. So oh. I'm just kind of, I kind of very quickly moved on and, and started thinking of new trade partners and, and sure. kind of new players to acquire. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. It, it, <clears throat> even the second felt dirty, but I knew it was the very least that would be like, even across, like cross somebody's mind, kind of to get rid of Melvin Gordon at this time, right. especially since the price just went up. I think sure. a week a week ago, you could have probably offered Isn't a second, easily. and they would have smashed it. Yes, absolutely. Give me that second round draft pick today. It's probably a little bit higher than that. So, unfortunately, yeah. with this news, uh, you know Melvin just got uh, a lot more expensive to acquire. Uh, but it's good if you have him and you want to get rid of him because now the price just went up. Exactly, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, had an ankle injury this week. Originally, they were talking about it being a high ankle sprain. Then they kind of did some evaluations, deemed that he might even be able to play this week on Thursday night. 
Hey, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so I'm going to go with them on this one here, but uh, it seems this Thursday night, uh, rushing people back just never ends up well. So it does not um, seem to do that. So we'll see um, if he plays that. I mean, that's great. Maybe it isn't that bad. Hopefully he doesn't re-aggravate it and it becomes like a season long type of injury that just keeps nagging and nagging and nagging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll have to keep an eye on this one. Obviously, there's no one there that's really just going to step right in and, and fill the void left by Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Naheem Hines will get more work, but um, not like he's not somebody that you want to just set and forget, you know, you kind of, you kind of want to still look for better options. Um, you know, if you happen to have Jonathan Taylor and Naeem, Naeem Hines, I guess you probably could do worse, uh, but well, that, that's kind of how I feel it on that and, one. And the weird part about it is you would have thought with their third string running back, having the second string be more of this scat back receiving back type of player that their third down back would be a more true replace or their third string back would be a more true replacement for Jonathan Taylor. That's not the case. They've got Deion Jackson, who in college was uh, a receiver that converted to running back, and he's not a big guy, good hands, uh, mm-hmm. but he, he's more of the Naheem Hines replacement. Um, so somebody that is probably on your waiver wire, but I liked his tape enough, and he has a very comparable size and style to uh, Jonathan Taylor, is Devontae Price. He's on their practice squad right now. I would not be surprised at all if he ends up getting called up. And depending on the effectiveness of Hines and or Deion Jackson, I could I could definitely see them using him in some more of those physical ground and pound type plays. Uh, so no, no, nothing that I'm like paying anything for, but just check your waiver wire. See if Devontae Price is there. If so, put him at the end of your bench. Yeah, not a bad call right there because it could definitely be one of those things where it's, Thursday and he all of a sudden gets elevated and then we we figure out that um you know John the Taylor's not not a go here for Thursday and he's the guy that's getting some of the between the tackle work for sure. Absolutely. Uh Cordero Patterson, we already mentioned him a little bit earlier. Knee procedure. Uh he's headed to the IR, so we know he's gonna be missing at minimum four games. Uh there's not a lot that you're gonna be able to do with him. People probably aren't trading for him like they will Javante because he's a young back. Patterson, it's just kind of probably just have to sit there. Uh, but but what about the other players on the depth charters or somebody that that you're looking to go after or at this point is just kind of like, ah, I'm going to pivot to a different running back uh, situation? I mean, I think, you know, obviously Tyler Algier um, is the is the rookie who I didn't love coming out, but he's going to get an opportunity. And it's not like he's doing bad. He's averaging uh, around five and a half or a little over five yards of carry. So he's a nice little player. Uh, I don't think he's like going to be the long-term answer there in Atlanta. I have a feeling that guy's not on the, the roster yet. I'll probably address that next year in the draft. So if it's a short-term move, I, I don't, you know, and as long as it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, Tyler Algier is a nice guy to fill in for the next four weeks. But um, I think that's probably where I would go anyway. Uh, how about you? Yeah, yeah, same type of thing. Uh, chances are whoever rostered him isn't wanting to like get rid of him because either a you're a rebuilding team, so he's a young player, probably holding on to young players. Uh, but but some of those uh, managers are savvy and like I don't see a long term outlook for him, and we'll ship him off for a second. But most people spent a second this year to get him right. when he's elevated. I don't I don't know why anyone would be motivated then to just turn around and get another second. But who knows? There there might be some situations there. Um, uh, Huntley is also in their backfield. He, he looked pretty physical, pretty stout, uh, played pretty well there, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm probably more or less just leaving the situation alone. If I have, uh, Algier, I would consider him this week, maybe as a low end flex option if I, if I was desperate, uh, but he's nobody that I'm, I'm overly excited to start in my leagues. Me neither. I mean, anyone in Atlanta, I'm not really overly excited to right. start it at this point. Yeah, no, it's whew, Kyle Pitts. Has been rough. Uh, <laughs> Traylon Burks, uh, Traylon Burks, uh, turf toe slash foot injury. Uh, no surgery is required, uh, but it does look like he's going to miss a few weeks. Even some rumblings that he could end up hitting the IR, although I haven't seen anything about him being put on the IR yet. But we're looking at a few weeks there. Burks has been somebody that has flashed at times, 
but we still haven't seen him put together like a full game yet of, you know, six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown or anything like that. Uh, I don't, I don't know that there's anything actionable with this one, but just something to kind of update on. What's your, um, what's your take on, on how, like, I know you say there's nothing actionable and I don't think there really is either. I mean, you, you obviously, if you drafted him, you used first round traffic on him, and you're going to hold him no matter what. But, um, how do you how do you what do you make of his season so far? I mean, he's been running a ton of routes. He hasn't been particularly getting a lot of targets, which to me, I mean, is it is it he's not getting open? Is it the offense as a whole just wants to run the heck out of the ball and he's he's out there running decoy routes or or what? The heck? I mean, like yeah. Robert Woods is the main guy. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't know what to make of him because you know. I haven't been a big Burks fan dating back to college, so I don't want to like hate on the guy too much, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like um, things are starting off the way people would have hoped, I guess. No, I'm with you going back to the, the nerd score, which is uh, our our tape scores. Basically my personal one, he was behind Jahan Dotson. He was behind Sky Moore. I think I had him at like sixth or seventh receiver overall this year, Mm -hmm. which pretty low for a guy that ended up getting first round draft capital. So uh, I have never been very high on Traylon Burks. I don't think he was uh, very polished as a player. Thought he had a lot of work to do there. And then, and I have not watched the, the Tennessee Titans games intently. So I can't say definitively he's not getting open, but traditionally, you know, I, I am of the camp that targets are earned. You know, you will get more targets. You will see more action, especially if you're a first round pick. You will see more targets and more action when you're open, when you're making plays and things like that. So far, I just don't think he's done enough of that to really warrant that. We had the things in the offseason where uh, it seemed like Kyle Phillips had kind of passed him on the depth chart, and he's been banged up, so we haven't really have to, got to see that play out. But uh, the one thing that is a little bit actionable, I will say, I didn't say uh, – I did say there's nothing actionable. For him, I don't think there is, but for Robert Woods specifically – now this team is is in trouble as far as wide receivers go because if Burks is out and Phillips is out, there's not a lot else left there. So I think Robert Woods will only see an increase in targets and could be much more viable for you know flex spot wide receiver three type options over the next few weeks than he would have been normally. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's Robert Woods. It's Traylon Burks, and then it is really just a bunch of guys. I mean, Nick Westbrook. I don't even know how the heck Akini. to say that. Akini or however the heck you yeah. say that. Uh, unfortunately, Kyle Phillips. You know, um, got he had eleven targets through just a couple of games, then got injured. Um, so it would have been nice to see him kind of get back here. Uh, but the other guys, I think they have Josh Gordon on their team as well. They actually so, do. Yeah. So so maybe he'll see a little bit of a run. Who knows? I mean, he's a lot like Trey Lumberg. So yeah. yeah. Well, he was yeah. 10 years ago anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. Another team that I don't want a, a whole heck of a lot to do with, except for obviously um, Anthony, or Anthony Henry. Jeez. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> um, Derek Henry. Uh, yeah. So I'm with you there. Jeez, oh man, that's a that's a blast from the past. Uh, we're talking about week four injuries right now. We always go through all the main injuries. Mm-hmm. This one almost feels like outside of just our like typical injury talk. Tua, Tua's game this past week. Uh, mm. Really weird situation where we had we had mentioned it on the show last week. We're like we, we saw the the hit that he got, and it looked like a concussion, but some reason they said it was a back and now people are getting fired over this. And there's just a lot of question marks about this for Tua. Are you using, cause obviously what has happened to him sucks. Like we hate this, but we do have to look at it from a, a fantasy football lens. Is this something that you're using as maybe the slight sliver of an opening to go ahead and try to acquire Tua or did the has the price just gotten too high or are, are you worried about these concussions you know two back to back like this if this is something that becomes a trend this could be a career ender for someone like him no i mean it, it is obviously very concerning um from that level um uh, so i'm not necessarily running out and trying to go get him personally i do have him in in two leagues on my rosters and I'm a little bit nervous to be honest. So 
and it's not just this injury. It's the hip injury coming out. It's all this. I mean, there were there was a ankle injury before before that in college right. as well, and and there always seems to be something with him. And is it is it his size? Is it his is is it his frame? I I don't I'm not sure. Is it there are just sometimes there's guys that can't hold up to the rigors of the NFL. Their body just can't hang with it. Um, is he one of these guys? I I don't know but the question is now starting to linger in the back of my mind. And if it's lingering in the back of my mind, it's got to be lingering in some other people's uh, minds as well. So from that respect, if you do want to go get, um, try to acquire uh, your share of Tua, this might be a really good time because if I'm having slight doubts, chances are some other people are as well. So if you, if you feel fine about it, you think he's, he's the man. I mean, obviously the offense is exciting and you want to get a for piece sure. of that for sure from a fantasy standpoint. Um, so if you have confidence um, into his abilities uh, uh, to kind of stay healthy uh, going forward, then absolutely go out and make a, go and make an offer. Cause I think this is a, probably a good time to do it. Um, and and but, that's where I'm, that's where I'm kind of at with it. I am a guy that, you know, I, there are people that are injury prone, but I think overall that label gets used a little too often. I think some guys just have seasons of good luck and seasons of bad luck. And he's just had a season of bad luck so far. So I'm still open to acquiring him if the price is right. If I can pay anywhere close to what I paid in the offseason, obviously that price went up with his, his few amazing games there. Right. But if I, if I can get similar price tag to what I got in the offseason for Tua, I would be very, very interested and acquiring them and getting them on my teams. What is that price tag for you? What was the price tag in, in the offseason that you're talking about? Two firsts? So in, in so, like super flex? Yeah. So in drafts, I was taking him right around like round five in startups and super flex leagues. Um, I would say I would be willing to do a first and two seconds for sure. The two first I would be okay with if they're both late. I, I don't want to be giving up those early ones because there are some good quarterbacks in this class. There's some other good position players. So I'm not wanting to give up those early first unless you have 102 and you want to trade that straight up. Sure, I'll do that. Um, you know, I'll gamble on Tua over Stroud or Young or somebody like that. I'd be willing to make that gamble. Uh, but I don't want to pay anything on top of that, if that makes sense. All right. I just went to the trade finder. Mike Evans and Dak Prescott for Tua and Jihad Dotson. Which side of that are you taking? Ooh. Yeah, that's some hotness, right? That's, on both sides. That's, that's like a that's like a perfect contender versus rebuild trade. It, it like, is very much. I, I would want the Evans and Dak side if I'm a if I'm a contender, but I'd want Jahan Dotson and, and two if I'm more in the rebuild mode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um R- Russell Wilson in a third or Tua in a second. I'm oh two in a second. I'm taking two in the second all the way. Tua for Matthew Stafford. I'm going Two on that one pretty easily. Obviously, you know, Matthew Stafford wasn't isn't exactly lighting up the world right now. No. There's a two over Baker, and I'm not even gonna uh, <laughs> Well, maybe maybe the price is very affordable right now. Jeez. Um Carson Wentz and Mike Williams for Tua straight up. That's gotta be tough for you. That's a very difficult one for me. I would take but Tua, but I'm I would curious take Tua. Would no, you? I would. I would take two. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's the case. So, so maybe you would be willing to buy two because I think the price is even lower than I thought it was. Yeah. And those so, are just some good examples, right? Of, yep. Of kind of the dip. Yep. So especially, especially in more of a, a rebuild situation, it's tough to get quarterbacks in super flex leagues. This might be a window to get a guy that has that quarterback one upside uh, as a player. So, if if you believe, now's your chance. Yep. Uh, Brian Robinson medically cleared and is now starting his three week clock to where they can activate him. This is, this is crazy to me. I, I mean, the guy got shot at like a through and through in his knee. Luckily did not touch anything vital. And here he is. I mean, was that three weeks ago or four, at this point or it, it was like days before the first game. Yeah. So like, like four weeks, like, it's been a month. Yeah. It's that is crazy. I mean, good for him for getting back. I mean, we saw. I don't know if you did. I, I saw the video on Twitter of him, you know, doing the yeah, running the ladder. ladder. Drill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was like last week or something like that. So the guy's making his way back. He looks like he's moving pretty well. Um, 
it's not like anyone there has distinguished themselves at the running back position. So he, he's coming into a wide open kind of um, backfield where he could easily swoop in and take this thing over. I didn't think, hey, at the beginning of the year, I was one of these guys that was not a Brian Robinson uh, truther by any means. Um, but I think I think they're giving this guy a shot. I think he's looked like the more professional running back out of out of the group there. And he could come in and sweep this thing up and kind of uh, take us uh, take it over by the end of the year for sure. It's it's a very real possible. I mean, they spent a third round pick on him, which I liked Brian Robinson and I gave him a good score, but <clears throat> that was even a hair higher than I thought. I thought he was going to be fourth rounder in there with Zamir and a lot of those guys mm-hmm. that went, but he ended up being a third round pick. They like this kid. I I don't know that now is the right time to probably get him because whoever has him is excited about seeing him again and. You know, like it would be tough to acquire him. But this tells me this is probably your last chance to sell Antonio Gibson. Yeah, definitely. After this, you are stuck holding the bag. So maybe you do go after uh, Javante Williams. Offer, you know, if it's a contender, offer him Antonio Gibson and, uh, you know, some other enticing piece. It would have Uh, to be very enticing. It would be. But, I mean, there there are people that, like, would you do – uh, what if it was your your like the most legit contender? You're guaranteed almost to make it to the ships. Here we're talking about a pick eleven or twelve, right? Yeah. Would you give Antonio Gibson in a first for Javante Williams if you just didn't really need a running back right now? Like you're stacked. You're you have you've got four running backs you feel good about. Would you do that? So I'm giving my super late first round draft pick mm-hmm. and Antonio, Antonio Gibson. Gibson. And, and I'm Javante. a cont- and I'm a contender and I'm and I need and I'm trying to get Javante. Correct. Slam dunk. Give it to me. Yeah. Slam absolutely. dunk. Love it. All right. Because <laughs> you're not going to be getting many points out of Antonio Gibson in you're about not. three or four weeks. So that's you're like not. a wash. And for the for the price of a, a, a late draft pick in the first round, I'm definitely gonna go for that because yeah. you can't get a running back of his caliber. Um, um, that late in the first round. Nope, nope. I would more, be more than willing to, to stack Gibson with the first to get me some Javante. So go out in your league. Maybe maybe you can make that kind of deal. That would be sweet, man. But it's got to be a late first. I'm not trying to give up like Gibson and 1-3 or something like that. It's got to be a late first. Correct. Yep. Uh, Jahan Dotson. This is a bummer. Uh, I know, Matt, you and I both had him. Uh, I, had, I think I had him receiver four coming into the year. You I can't remember where high. I had him. I had him very high. Yeah, you, he was, you had him he very was high. Four, uh, three, four, or five, somewhere right in that range. Yeah, uh, we both really liked Dotson a lot. And boy, had he been playing well, uh, really just scoring touchdowns seemingly every opportunity he got. Yeah, and he was making he was making me nervous for my Terry McLaurin uh, shares. So yeah. that, that, that shows you kind of how, how, how well he was doing and kind of how I saw his trajectory going. Absolutely. But unfortunately, he has a hamstring injury, likely to miss a week or two. Nothing really to, to, to discuss there. He'll be back soon uh, and, and should be good to go. Buffalo wide receivers, we've got two of them out. Jamison Crowder, uh, the more significant injury of the two, broken ankle. He's likely done for the season. I mean, uh, bummer for him, right? He wasn't really doing much for your fantasy team, though. So likely no. not a big... It, it doesn't have much fantasy implications, and, and you know now you can finally either throw him on IR or, or drop him off your roster, depending on what you're really inclined to do there. And, and what it does is it actually opens up a path to two players people were more excited about. One is Isaiah McKenzie, who unfortunately did get concussed this week, so he's week to week. We'll see if he gets to get out there. Um, another one though is one of the guys that I love, Khalil Shakir. Your uh, guy, yeah, I'm a, a big fan of his game. Uh, he actually did get to play this week because of these injuries. Two catches for 24 yards, so nothing, nothing to, to write home about, but uh, very solid player that uh, could be earning more of a role uh, and, and because of injury, getting a little more opportunity. So something to keep an eye on. Speaking of two for 24, um, Samira White got two two rushes for 24 yeah. yards this, this week. So I just One of those had to be pretty long because I saw his first one and it was like two yards. Well, the second one must have been 22. That must have been 22. Guys. Showing like that it. burst. Showing that burst. Burst, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one here. Uh, Rashad Bateman, midfoot injury. Missed the entire fourth quarter uh, of the loss last week. 
Uh, we'll, we'll have to kind of monitor his status to see. I don't like foot injuries for receivers, though. Neither do I. And um, I just, I, I did, you actually didn't put, the, I put this one I on, on the sheet. I wanted to make sure to add that on there just, just so people kept an eye on him because obviously he's the, Next to Mark Andrew, he's he's the only thing in the passing game that that anyone's gonna even think about starting. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to put it out there that he had a foot injury; he couldn't play when they were, you know, in the middle of losing a game. Um, so it must have been kind of bad, and I I hate to see that because, I mean, the way that they describe different injuries, foot you know, mid foot injury, that could be a turf toe. I mean, who knows? I mean, that could, and that could just be different wordings coming from a different team. So him and, and Traylon Burks could both be sitting on the sidelines cool. for the next few weeks. Cause turf toes are, are tricky, especially for wide receivers that have to cut and move. Um, but it could also be, they could be describing a Liz Frank, uh, yeah, Frank type of thing. So who the heck knows? They, they kept it very vague there um, with Baltimore. So we're just really going to have to monitor that and, and kind of see where that goes. Devin Duvernay, if he's out, might be the guy that we're you know we get tutties. Yeah, he's 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 a guy that's been at least getting some some run there, um, and, and worth kind of a what the heck kind of throw him in your flex um, if Rashad Bateman is out. Absolutely, that wraps up our injuries. And before we talk about our friends over at Prediction Strike, uh, our friends at Sleeper, Sleeper yes. is the best place to play fantasy football. I I really try hard to get all of my leagues on sleeper i know there's other platforms and they're they're fine they, they do some things that are cool uh but sleeper is the go-to for me so easy to use so easy to navigate far and away the best app for mobile while you're just on your couch checking the scores checking your teams so easy to use and uh my sleeper buy or sell the week i'm going by this week Ooh. i'm going with Devontae parker matt i know we talked about Devontae parker in our like bottom of the barrel buys or whatever we called those uh, in the off season. We come up with creative names. I, I like bottom of the barrel buys. We have to write that one down. That's right. Good alliteration there. Uh-huh. Uh, but out, for through the first two weeks, looked like I was an idiot. We had yes. one catch for nine yards and zero catches for, believe it or not, zero yards. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's tough to get yards without catches. Uh, so through two weeks, it looked like I was uh, I was full of it. But past two weeks, some signs of life, five catches for 56 yards. And then even with two backup quarterbacks this week in New England, still got, a, got an opportunity to get in the end zone. So he scored a touchdown this week. I think they are looking for, and they have been for years, been looking for that big-bodied physical receiver. They've almost completely neglected. Uh, uh, I wanted to say Mark Andrews. I, they wish they had Mark Andrews. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry getting nothing. Nothing. No looks. Nothing. Johnu Smith getting nothing. No looks or anything. And he got and, injured. And he he's injured, injured as well. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think right now, I think Devonte Parker is that big-bodied, big-play guy. He's somebody that you can acquire for peanuts on the dollar. But I think could be a very vital vital part of your team over the course of injuries and bye weeks and things like that. When when the the depth of your team is tested, I think he could be the type of player that could step in, get you three or four catches, and maybe even get in the end zone. And did you just pull a rich and and, and mix your analogies? Again? Did I really? Gosh darn it! You said peanuts on the dollar instead. Pennies on the dollar. <laughs> I love it. Get them for peanuts and I love it. get them for pennies on the dollar. That There's was, something about this host seat. It, there is, man, because your mind's going too fast for your mouth. And uh, <laughs> you end up doing rich. You, you end up pulling rich. Little moves. rich. I, mm-hmm. I need to apologize to him now. Did you notice me smiling? Like, trying I to hold did. Back while you were I talking. S- I saw the smirk and I was like, either he thinks <laughs> this is a terrible buy. Or I said something really stupid. Uh, no, I think this is a great buy. <laughs> I just thought I just love the peanuts on the dollar. Peanuts uh, on the dollar. Very <laughs> inexpensive peanuts. No, I mean, I think I think uh, going back to uh, Bill Belichick's uh, past, you, you, you see him kind of grab guys that he's played against in, in, in the past. And obviously, Devontae Parker is a guy that's been in. Uh, he's been playing against Bill for years down there in Miami. Knows exactly what he's going to get from uh, from this kind of bigger body tall wide receiver. So I, I think it is a good buy. I do think he's going to be their de facto number one for the rest of the year. And at 29 years old, he should be pretty easy to acquire here, uh, especially with the long history of, of getting nicked up. I think when he plays, when he's, when he's healthy, 
he's a pretty easy guy to put in your lineup and start and kind of feel good about in your flex or your wide receiver three position. Uh, I wouldn't rely on him higher up the rungs, you know, sure. wide receiver two, wide receiver. Oh, one. absolutely. Um, but you know, I feel very comfortable if he was my flex option most weeks. Um, so yeah, I think it's a nice buy and, and like, like I said, at, at that age there, it shouldn't come at a big, a big cost. So would you, would you give a third sense. for him? Um, on, on the right team, I think I would, you know, if, if I, if I had an injury, um, and I knew that was going to be a late third, I, I definitely would give a third for him. I would too. Yeah. The thirds don't move the needle much for me, but right. for a rebuilding or for a middle of the road team, they're just trying to get all the draft capital they can. So could be a good deal for, uh, those contending teams looking for some depth pieces at wide receiver there. And if you throw in a peanut, who knows what you get. And and on a dollar. <laughs> if you physically put the peanuts on the dollar, that'll get it done. At, always, every time. <laughs> All right. Well, we also would be, uh, would be sad if we forgot our friends over at Prediction Strike. That's right. I talk about them every week. I use them all the time. I still every week, uh, well, the, I shouldn't say that I uh, am doing great because even though my Michael Pittman shares are doing fantastic, mm-hmm. my DJ Moore stock <sighs> not looking as good. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. I thought I was getting a savvy buy because his price was low. His yeah. price was only around a dollar or so. Makes sense. Like, like a buck 50, I think it was. And uh, I was like, oh, getting the, getting the upgrade with Baker. Yeah, this is this is it's to the moon. Yeah, that's that's not really panned out so far. Are they are they still in triple? You know, are they in the, like the full dollar? Are they? I'm are still they in the dollars. Okay, but it's barely hanging on. I would imagine it, it is. It is. <laughs> it, it's kind of like uh, the euro and the dollar right now, where they're like back bing, and forth. Bing, bing, I'm bong. I'm right in that range. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. right now. So, <laughs> but if you go to predictionstrike.com or better yet, download their app. You can make better plays than me and get somebody that's going to actually increase in price, unlike DJ Moore. Maybe you could have gotten James Robinson this offseason. You would have made a bunch of money getting James Robinson this offseason. Go to predictionstrike.com, download their app, and use the promo code DYNASTY to get yourself a free share of a player. That is at predictionstrike.com. All right, Matt, let's talk about some of these rookies that we might not have talked a ton about so far this year. We've talked a lot about the the guys that have been really performing well early on, Jahan Dotson, Olave, Wilson, Drake, mostly receivers. We've talked a lot about receivers. (laughs) Um, But we've not had many opportunities to talk about any other position, basically. Right. We, We finally have some running backs and even a quarterback to talk about. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. Came in partway through the game for Mitch Trubisky. Didn't have an amazing game, but what are your thoughts on Kenny Pickett? I mean, obviously they're they're going with the young guy. They're they feel they that he's given a, he's going to give them the best chance to win. Um, I think he I think he had three interceptions. One of them was like a last minute hail mary. Yeah. Um. So you know, two two that are really on him. Um. But you know, I think you saw a guy that was pushing it down the field a little bit more. Um. Than Mitch Trubisky was so. Um, I think I think he's at least going to be he's going to give the team a spark, right? I mean that's that's kind of what a new quarterback does generally. Um, it, you know, I think he'll probably learn his lesson about throwing it, chucking it up to uh, Chase Claypool. Um, hopefully, he will anyway. Um, after after seeing the tape and watching those little alligator arms, instead of instead of extending and going up and getting the ball, <laughs> that one interception. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, it's going to be a learning. It's going to be a learning process. I don't know that it's going to be pretty anytime soon. Uh, it looks like he is uh, he is, you know, peppering uh, Pickens a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the picket to Pickens um, tongue twister is a thing, and we're just going to have to get used to it. <laughs> Rich is going to have a blast with that. He already struggles with peas as it is. Yes, he does. Uh, but I mean, it's it's good that we're going to get to see these kind of rookies grow together. Um, you know Chase Chase Claypool and, and Deontay Johnson. Obviously, Deontay Johnson is is fantastic. I think Chase Claypool might be the guy that kind of fades a little bit um, with this move, and we'll see um, how Pat Fryermuth kind of fares here. Uh, it's still not a great offensive line, and a in a you know like the running game isn't 
probably what they want it to be. So I, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of pressure here on the rookie, uh, in my opinion. So we'll see how this yeah. kind of shapes out as the season goes on. I don't, I'm not like, <clears throat> I think he's the best of the bunch this year. I don't think, I don't think that's saying a lot though. How about that? I don't know that he's no. going to be a fantasy stud by any means. No, I agree with you. I, I'm not overly high on Kenny Pickett. He showed, he showed some flashes in the preseason and I think he'll do the same thing during the year. I think we'll see, flashes of oh that's right that's why he was a first round pick so i think we're gonna see some of that but overall i think it's just gonna be a younger version of what we already saw with mitch trubisky uh i think it's it's gonna be some some bumps some mistakes uh probably unfortunately not as many wins as pittsburgh is used to uh they're used to being a playoff contender every single year and 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 usually making it obviously I just don't see that happening this year for them. No. So I think it's going to be a learning experience with this offense. Uh, but I think it's even more clear now than we've been saying it for two or three years now. They have got to get some offensive linemen if if we want to see success from these uh, these young quarterback, these young receivers, and, and Najee Harris. They've got to get some offensive line. So hopefully they're able to do that this season. Yeah, no, I think that's the cure all that they need uh, for sure because they've got all of the. They got all the other pieces. I mean, they have all mm-hmm. all the playmakers they could possibly need on that team. Um, they need to get offensive lines so they can get that running game going, so they can kind of protect this young quarterback and bring him along slowly instead of kind of forcing him to the wolves and and really getting him beat up. We've seen plenty of quarterbacks here in Cleveland get ruined that way. So um, hopefully that's not the case for Kenny Pickett um, from a fantasy analyst standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Running backs, we've got three running backs to talk about this week, which is uh, a very pleasant surprise. And honestly, a few more we could have thrown in here, uh, but but we I settled on these three. First one, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce had a huge game this week, 14 attempts, 131 yards, a touchdown, and then six receptions as well. Now, only got eight yards out of those six receptions, but PPR leagues, we don't care. That's six nope. points right there. Uh, thoughts on Damian Pierce, and it seems like he's kind of taken over that starting role. I, I, yeah, obviously, I think that I think the same thing. Um, and I'm going to say this with a very large grain of salt because it's only a two week sample size, but running back five over the past two weeks. Um, so you know, this is another, I think, a great example of people that are getting the volume are worth their weight. Uh, run, any running back that's getting volume is kind of worth their weight in fantasy gold right at this point. So, and he's been getting the volume. He's, he, you know, week one when he was kind of not established yet, 11 attempts, mm-hmm. week two, 15, week three, 15, week, and that 15 attempts and then uh, uh, two targets. This past week, uh, 14 attempts and then six targets. Um, so 20 uh, total. Yeah. So, so he's getting to the 20 total mark, uh, <clears throat> quite a bit, um, here. Uh, and he's been in the upper teens kind of for the last three weeks as far as targets and, and touches. So he's getting the volume you're looking for. This is the one guy we kind of all nailed down. I feel like as you know, Houston just was a complete mess and had nobody in their backfield and they have since cleared some of the guys out ahead of them. So it's, it's really, I think kind of the dust has settled. Damian Pierce is like the main guy. They're going to have Rex Burkhead just exclusively catching passes. It looks like, um, and Pierce has shown well in in his pass catching duties. I mean, every, he's caught every single target this year, 10 targets, 10 catches. So, um, he's, he's, he's now proving himself in that aspect. And if that starts taking off, I mean, this is, this is a guy that's going to be hanging around this, this, you know, top part of the, the running back one conversation for the whole year. And he's going to be this surprise darling of the season. If he, if he continues that up, uh, continues that the rest of the season. Yeah. He's, he's played well, uh, done the most with his opportunities. I'm still not sold on him as this long-term you know, running back one type of guy. I think he's going to settle more into this mid-range RB two, and which is which is great. I mean, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that at, at all. Uh, right now, in a in a vacuum, we'll say in a vacuum, would you be looking to probably not buy because his price has never been higher? But but some people like to buy high, thinking he's only going to continue to have more success. Are you looking to buy? Are you looking to hold? Or would you look to sell? Uh, 
Damian Pierce? I mean, this is a, this is a tough one for me because right now I'm kind of halfway between like, is this guy a James Robinson type of guy that that can sustain this and and kind of be the grinder, the in between tackles guy, and also catch some passes out of the backfield to to really kind of tip the scales and and keep him as a running back one, maybe as long as he you know obviously as long as injury stays away. Um, I'm kind of on the fence about that. So I, I think I'm a little bit higher on Damian, uh, Damian Pierce than you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily running out to acquire him. I don't have any shares. I wish that I did. And if there's a way I can work out a deal with somebody now that I have like a Javante injury, I might be willing to explore that. Cause I think this is the kind of guy that could keep me afloat. Um, I think he's definitely going to get the work and sure. there's not really a lot of, really good competition there so it's really you know is this guy going to stay healthy no one knows that so that's like the only real question i kind of have in the back of my mind and if he's going to start catching some passes which i mean eight yards on six catches i don't know that they're going to give him a ton of extra work (laughs) with with that kind of output but if he's catching two or three passes a game to go along with 15 to 20 attempts uh in the rushing game i'm okay with that um, and it's just like the ex- extra added little bonus. And if he scores, then you're, you know, you're over the moon. You're probably in the, you know, close to the 20, 20 fantasy point range. Um, I feel really good about that. So uh, would I acquire him? Yes. Would I go, you know, if somebody was like, I just used a late first round draft pick, I'm not taking anything less than two. I'm moving on. You know what I mean? Like, but right. I can, I'll, I'll bargain. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about a first round draft pick if it's late next year. So you maybe, would do a 23 first if it's 10 or later? I probably would. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I'm getting a starting running back at least for this year. If I'm a contender, that's the only way I'm making this move. Obviously if I'm a contender, I feel okay about that because I think I'm going to get good output for the rest of the season. Okay. And he's going to be able to keep me afloat. Um, you know, for a guy like me, who's he got screwed by the Javante stuff. He's going to help me kind of, navigate those waters so to speak yeah makes sense uh kenneth walker another running back here talk about two more running backs kenneth walker being one of them he got the draft capital everybody Mm -hmm. was wanting he was the second running back taken uh in this year's draft really one of only two guys that people were excited about during draft season anyway uh but he still continues to play second fiddle to rashad penny who's played well i I know he had that that sports hernia right. that set him back only one week. He came back in week two. It's only set him back one week. But are we seeing Chris Carson to Rashad Penny 2.0? This is something we talked about as a potential possibility in this offseason. Yeah, no, we sure did. Um, and we might be seeing that. I mean, Rashad Penny at times looks brilliant. You know what I mean? And this offense as a whole, I think, has looked a lot better than people have have. probably thought um so i think they're going to keep expanding his role i would imagine as the year goes on i do think the hernia kind of affected him a bit you know you you get off to a slow start you miss a chunk of training camp right before the season so you miss all that time in the preseason as well and it's it's hard you know it's hard for a coach like pete carroll to trust a guy out there Um, because he hasn't seen him go, go through it in, in the preseason, which is a safe environment. You know what I mean? This is a safe environment. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Um, that, that's kind of how I feel about the preseason sometimes. Um, so when the bullets are flying for real in, in the regular season, you know, you don't exactly know what you're going to get out of these guys. I think he's going to keep getting opportunities and he's flashed a little bit as well. When you see him, uh, you know, on some highlights and stuff like that. So, I think as long as he keeps kind of showing some good signs and it's assignment, you know, as long as he's hitting his assignments on on any given play, I think he'll kind of continue to grow a little bit, but I think it's going to be penny for, for a while. And I don't know that it's going to be, you know, unless there's an injury or something to penny, I don't know that it's ever going to be kind of handed over to Kenneth Walker. I think Pete Carroll is just fine running both of those guys out there and, and kind of really running the wheels off of them. So, uh, it might be another year before Kenneth Walker gets his major opportunity. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering that as well. And I was trying, I was just about to look it up, trying to remember the contract situation for Rashad Penny. This is 
this is his last year under under contract, right? Because yeah, he he signed a one year deal in the offseason. They they declined his fifth year option and then let him hit free agency and hit and sign him to a one year deal. Okay, from memory, so, I I'll, I'll, I'll can double check that, but yeah, I think that's what it is. But but I, I think I think we're in a similar wavelength. There is, I don't think we're seeing this guy till twenty twenty three. I think he's going to continue to be the backup and and get you know five to maybe in in a good game ten touches a game. But I don't know that we're going to be seeing much more than that. I think they like Penny. Pete Carroll seems to, to really trust his veteran running backs and, and lean on those guys. And I think that's what we're going to continue to see is, is Rashad Penny lead the way, which if you are a Walker truther, which I had him a little bit lower, uh, you know, I, I know he was still my running back too. But for me, there was a huge gap between Brees and everybody else. Uh, I know I remember Rich talking that they were like neck and neck for him. He really right. liked Kenneth Walker. So, and there were some people that even had Kenneth Walker above Brees Hall, uh, you know, pre-draft and even even some post-draft as well. So, if you're someone that that's that you you believe in, in Kenneth Walker and you think he could be a, a good back in this league, great time to get him. I just don't know that I'm that guy. I, I don't think I'm going out and trying to acquire him personally. Uh, yeah, no, me neither, man. I I just um, I'm with you there. I think. I mean, I, I did like him, I think, more than you, but I think I think it's going to be a while for his opportunity. So uh, I, Pete Carroll has shown in the past he's just going to he doesn't care about people's contracts. He's just going to play whatever no. the heck is is better for the team. And right now, Rashad Penny, I think, is just better. I, I think if it wasn't for his injury history, the Kenneth Walker draft pick might not have ever even been made. So yeah, uh, that is. Uh, it is what it is. He's going to get an opportunity eventually, uh, as long as his play warrants it. Absolutely, and, and he's talented enough to do it. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's a solid player. There's a reason he was a second round pick. But uh, the guy that went before him, Brees Hall. Uh, Brees Hall slowly continues to get more and more touches, and in the receiving game specifically, which a little bit of a surprise, many thought Michael Carter would be more of the receiving guy. Second most targets in the NFL at the running back position, only Ooh. behind Austin Eckler. He is really coming along. And I tried to get him as many places as I could in the offseason. He was clear 1 1, I think, across the board for us, even Jared. I think across the yeah. board, we had Brees Hall clear 1 1 in this draft. Uh, not that there weren't receivers we liked. And, you know, we mentioned Kenneth Walker and stuff, but he just kind of had that it factor where he was effective in all three phases of the game. And we're starting to really see that come up, come along. So if you bought him in the preseason, which was probably the only time that you had an opportunity to, because he did not look good in the preseason. It looked like things were, were kind of like with Jonathan Taylor a couple of years ago, where things were moving a little fast for him. He was trying to process too much too quickly and, and, and it would cause him to be slow to the hole and different things like that. That is not the case anymore. He has quickly figured that out quickly getting to this spot we're seeing not only the catches which i talked about in the targets but we're, we're seeing rushing touchdowns we're seeing receiving touchdowns like he is making plays and this just offense is exciting and i think a lot of it has to do with Brees hall no i, I mean absolutely I, I think you know to your point about the preseason <clears throat> stuff he was also running mostly behind the second line and stuff like that so it was it might have been a little bit of a combination of things moving a little bit faster, him trying to process, but also him just having not, not the best offensive line in front of him sure. as well. So that those things, those things matter. He's a smooth, such a smooth guy. I mean, when he played the Browns, I, I was watching that game and there was just glimpses, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and he's just a different, he's a different cat. He catches, he catches the ball so smoothly. So I'm kind of surprised I, I guess I'm surprised that there would be people out there that that didn't think he'd be part of the passing game because he's a very he's a, always been a very natural pass catcher going back to his days in college and everything. Absolutely, so all that kind of that all that kind of work doesn't doesn't surprise me one bit. It was the it was why I had him so high and and why he was the one one because I thought he was a Matt Forte esque type of running back, very yeah. smooth between the tackles, um, can get to the outside and catches everything really nicely. Um, so. He's going to be a, a fantasy gold mine as soon as you know next year. Um, but for now, he's going to be one of these guys that even even while splitting carries, 
um, uh, with Michael Carter, which I think he's going to continue. He'll probably start dominating a little bit more um, of the carry share, but I still think he's going to be splitting carries. They want to run that ball, they run the ball quite a bit there to kind of protect the young quarterback. But despite that, I think you, you're still going to be able, be able to count on him no no less than a running back two, you know, high end running back two, low end running running back one for Brees Hall for the rest of the season. Love it, absolutely. Well, that is all we have for uh, the show here, but we're going to be right back in just a second with the Nerd Herd show. We're going to be talking about all kinds of good stuff. We're going to be touching on uh, Geno Smith, Ooh. a little Cortland Sutton, hey. and uh, maybe maybe is Jamar Chase not the wide receiver one in Cincinnati? Stop teasing. Oh, man. All that and more in the Nerd Herd episode. Matt, you got anything else for the folks? No, man. That's it. Let's wrap it up. All right. We'll see you guys in the next show. Adios.